Welcome to the Bunker Hill Cheesecast, brought to you by Heine's Cheese Chalet, a little place with big taste. I'm Missy Horsefall, Director of Tourism Relations. When I talk about my little corner of the world here in Holmes County, it truly is a corner where three counties meet. Holmes, Tuscarawas, and Coshocton counties connect not far from here. When I lived in the town of Baltic, I went through all three counties every day. Visitors to our area would not recognize county lines, and we in the tourism industry feel the same way. We work together to bring people here to experience all we have to offer. The city of Coshocton and Roscoe Village is about 40 minutes from Heine's Cheese Chalet, and visitors often visit both places. Historic Roscoe Village is on the northwest edge of the city of Coshocton and dates back to the 1800s. The area was originally a Lenape, or Delaware, village, but was destroyed in 1781, and the Lenape fled from eastern Ohio. By 1802, American settlers had named the village Tuscarawas, changing the name in 1811 to Coshocton when it was designated the county seat by the state legislature. Roscoe Village began as a separate community, but during the late 1800s, the city of Coshocton absorbed it. Trade grew when Ohio and Erie Canal reached the village in 1830, and by 1880, the population was over 3,000. Most of the surrounding community was agricultural, and the business served that economy. Today, many residents earn their livings through service occupations, including tourism and government positions, although there are a number of manufacturing plants producing rubber and plastic. In 2020, Coshocton boasted a population of 11,043 the 161st largest city in Ohio, and the 2,895th largest city in the United States. This neighbor of ours has a wonderful shopping and dining options and is a great place to visit, so I've asked a friend to stop by and tell us about it. My guest today is Hannah Lynn, Marketing and Group Sales Manager for the Roscoe Village Foundation. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, Missy. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I love having you here. We're neighbors. Uh, you don't actually, Roscoe is not actually in Holmes County, but it's so close. And where we are located, for our listeners, we are kind of in an unusual spot. We're kind of in the corner of three different counties, Tuscarawas, Holmes, and Coshocton. And I can tell you from where I used to live, I used to drive through all three counties every single day, you know, <laughs> every day, all the time, never really knew which county I was in, really didn't care. And right. so... Uh, mostly for our visitors. They don't care what county it is either. So you are only about 30 minutes from us. Yes, just under 30 minutes, of course, depending on where you're leaving from in Holmes County. Um, But we love being your neighbor and love partnering with you guys on different things and just sharing our resources Mm -hmm. and vice versa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because some, a lot of our visitors are the same, the same group of people. If they come in the area and they stay there, they'll be at Roscoe village and then they'll be in Holmes County. And it's, I think it's a really good partnership. It's a good match because it's the same kind of, it's historic Roscoe village. It's, it's about history and sort of stepping back into time. And so that fits really well with the culture here and what people see here in terms of the Amish way of life and, you know, uh, the farming community and all of those things. So tell me a little bit about Roscoe village. So Roscoe Village, for those of you who don't know, Roscoe Village is a restored 1800s canal town. Um, So the majority of the buildings in the village are are restored homes and businesses from that time. 
Um, and we offer, as the Roscoe Village Foundation, living history tours. So people are able to go into those spaces that once were family homes or the doctor's office and really experience what life was like. Um, and then other buildings that are independ independently owned by shopkeepers and the restaurants, um, those are also restored buildings. And it's just a really unique experience mm -hmm. to, like you said, slow down, take a step back and just kind of enjoy kind of how the way of life was back then. Yes, it's it's really cool to be in the town and see the old buildings and know that par that some of them were the original and they're restored buildings. And then there's a shop right next door to it that's maybe more modern and sells other things. Mm -hmm. So it, it's got a great mix and flow of like the, the old time things yes. and also the modern. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also a huge uh, uh, visitors center there. Is that right? Yes. Yep. We're at, so I work out of the visitor center and we're kind of at the end of the street there um, where you would come in for all your information on tours. Um, and we typically have a good finger on our pulse of everything that's going on in the village, even though we don't own all of the different establishments throughout. <laughs> so you actually partner with other people in the village. Yes. Yep. So we, we represent Roscoe Village as a whole. But um, as the Roscoe Village Foundation, we're more on the education mm -hmm. side with the historic tours. Yeah. Now, how many tours do you have, the, the interpretive tours, where people kind of interact with someone who is, they're dressed in the, in the 1800 uh, clothing, mm -hmm. and they interact as if they were in the 1800s and what they did there and that kind of thing? Yeah. Am I understanding so th that right? Yep, those are um, actually all of our tours. And something that's new to us... We're just on the tail end, finishing it up, and it's in play already, is our digital kiosk. Um, so we've really created a hybrid tour, and it's it's newer, um, and it works hand-in-hand, -hand, modern technology with our skilled interpreters to bring a more in-depth view of what life was like. So something like the printing press and showing you the full extent of what it would be like to print a newspaper. That would take almost all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're able to show you a condensed version and a more in-depth version through our digital kiosk and seeing still people dressed in traditional costume um, on a life-size TV screen. Along with that, we still have our in skilled interpreters placed throughout the village to really elaborate on anything that you may have questions on or something that... Um, I love when they get into what they're passionate about. So we've got a broom maker. Um, she's fantastic. And she really can show you further what that's like mm. in our um, Ramey. She's our master weaver. Getting to see her work on the loom is just absolutely beautiful and so fun to watch. Um, so when you're in the craftsman house and if Ramey's there that day, you'll be able to watch the digital kiosk and tell the story of the family that lived there, um, the Boyd family, and then, you know, talk to Ramey a little bit further and see that process in person. So it's really unique. You know, I, I love that. And I, I'm going old school now, but when I first moved to Ohio from Michigan, mm -hmm. when I married my husband, he was from here, uh, I actually worked in Schoenbrunn Village where they had uh, interpretive guides 
And so I did that. That was yeah. my my job, and I I loved it. We we dressed up in in the dress, and then we decided which cabin we would be at, and what we would be doing for the day. Whether we would be cooking over an open fire, whether I would be using the drop spindle. Uh, learned how to weave. Did a lot of yes. weaving uh, that summer, but was it was a lot of fun meeting people and kind of. Uh, so I I know the other end of yeah. it, both sides of it. So it's very intriguing to me to think about Roscoe Village and what they offer there. And the opportunity to just kind of learn, like living history, learn mm-hmm. kind of and be in the moment. Now, the, I'm, I'm fascinated by the electronic hybrid yes. tours you're giving. It, did that sort of come out of the pandemic? Well, that was actually in play before the pandemic, you know, okay. took over. And um, this was a project that they started to work on. And then as the pandemic, you know, became what it is, um, it really has created, uh, I would say for us, it's enabled us to do more with our tours and allow people to go at a pace where they're most comfortable mm-hmm. um, and where they feel safest. Because, you know, not everybody, depending on how they feel about the pandemic and masking and social distancing, um, they're able to be socially distant while being fully present and seeing Correct. a proper yes. presentation of yes. what we showcase. Yes, so many places really throughout the tourism across the country have tried, have had to t- rethink yes. and figure out how to do what it is they do so well uh, and yet keep people safe yeah. at the same time. So uh, that's, a, that's a great idea and it came right at the right time, it, it sounds did. like. It did, yeah. So definitely we've had to pivot on a lot of different things, but... Um, this has really enabled us to continue and makes our guests as well as our employees feel safe. And that's kind of our top priority right now is just keeping everybody safe, but still being able to relax, mm-hmm. step back from life because life <laughs> right now can be a little crazy exactly. and just enjoy. Well, in the educational component of it, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you get both school groups, of course, school yes. groups, maybe not so much, but, but homeschool groups, perhaps, and even families on the educational yes. side. So it's, it's both it's, and groups are hard right now. I get that, but right. eventually we're getting, there. hopefully we'll get back to that. Uh, but tell me a little bit about what you offer in the village there. Yeah. So for, for school groups or, um, so we do, we do things even depending on the group and depending on, you know, their needs or wants, um, we try and tailor the day to them. So our tours are now self-guided, um, which has made it really unique. We can have a tour guide with you if, if I need see. be, if mm-hmm. it is a group that's looking for that. Um, but with school groups, you know, we're able to offer different things and we offer this to the public as well. Um, but we, we do specialize it a little bit more for, for groups. Um, hands-on activities. Okay. So you can try your hand at the trades in that would have been going on in the 1800s. Um, we have our hay activity center. It's completely hands-on um, and totally clean and sanitized always. <laughs> but uh, there's nine different crafts and activities that people are able to partake in. Um, and same thing with like homeschool groups. We even have homeschool days. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but we do them. Um, we have some coming up in April, the 29th and 30th. We offer our living history tours, some specialty crafts within our hands-on activities. Um, 
the canal boat isn't open quite yet, but we will have canal boat charters going out. Um, so all of those tickets have to be purchased in advance through our website, roscovillage.com. Uh, but it allows those groups to, to take a field trip. And like I said, with school groups and with groups, we personalize it to them um, and what their needs may be. You know, it sounds like even if a family came to visit, the, a customized tour or something, yes. they could easily go to the visitor center, figure yeah. out what they wanted to see, and then basically customize their own tour through the town. Right. And um, doing it self-guided has allowed families and just visitors to really do that because you know they're not tied to the tour for two two and a half hours and maybe you know I want to spend more time in the weaver or the craftsman house um but my dad wants to go back over to the blacksmith house or someone's hungry so we need to go eat but the tour is lasting another hour so it allows you to kind of break um wherever you see fit because if you've been to the village you know like you said earlier there's just that really unique blend of um, historic and modern, and they're all next to each other. So you can go on the tour, stop for lunch, uh, go to the activity center. Maybe you need a break from that because there are so many things to do. Um, shop a little bit, hop back on the tour. If you need to come back to the activity center, it's totally up to you. And you can spend an entire mm. day doing that. And then in the summer, um, when the canal boat is open on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, to the public, you're able to walk down the towpath or hop in your car and drive over mm. to Canal Boat Landing and take a ride on the canal boat. Yeah, the village is 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 really unique. It's it's set apart from the city of Coshocton, so it's it's kind of self-contained. And then right next to that is a beautiful park, and yes. you have a towpath, which was it obviously named for the canal boat. So you can walk uh, and have a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want, just want to be outside, if it's nice right. weather, uh, walk down to the canal boat and then, and then see that. And you have, how many canal boats do you, do you have a couple that are running or just, just one? one? Just the one um, and on the, in the summer. So it'll be running this year on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays starting Memorial Day weekend. And then it goes through the third weekend in October. Um, but it'll run at like 1, 2, 3, and 4 o'clock. But it's just one canal boat that runs on the hour. It's about a 45-minute uh, horse-drawn canal boat ride. Yeah. And it's just really tranquil and relaxing and peaceful. And it's so unique and not something you experience every day. Well, I'm glad you brought up that it's horse-drawn because yes. a lot of people don't realize that. When we talk about a canal boat, a canal boat here mm -hmm. meant that there was a team of horses that pulled the boat down the canal to, you yes. know, bring goods, right. uh, you know, all the way through Ohio. Um, and so that makes it a little unique. It's not like you get in a boat, they start the motor. You right. get in the boat and the horse pulls the boat. Yes. Yep. There's a team of horses and um, I believe they're Percherons. Um, so they, what would have been used would have been a mule um, back in the day. But we do have some beautiful, well, Lake Park has a couple of teams of horses that are able to do that and um, to pull the boat. So very fortunate to partner with them as well um, and, and have that available to the community. So I'm curious, Hannah, did you, like, how did you end up there? Did you, were you from the area? So I'm actually from Tuscarawas County. Um, I do have family in the Coshocton area. Um, 
and friends down there and there was a really unique job opportunity in tourism and marketing and I love connecting with people uh, and I just I saw this opportunity and I just you know it felt so right to be able to share Roscoe's story but also hear other people's stories that are visiting because mm-hmm. as human beings connection is everything so it really drew me to there and uh, learning a ton every day <laughs> but I'm very very thankful yeah did you have to learn the history of the canal and the, yes. the town and all of that absolutely and I'm still learning um every day because there's so much and um like for example the the Johnson's Dr. Johnson was was the practicing doctor there and their family history is so unique um so just to you find out more and more mm. as as you're there. It just comes up in conversation. And I've taken the tour several times, and I will tell you, I find out and learn something new every time. Every time. Every time. So yeah, yeah. one of the I things I love about history is it is story. It's yes. the stories of people who live, real people who lived, and you can make a connection when you find uh, things that are you you have in common or you hear their story or you're drawn into their their world so to speak in the area as a whole i mean all all three counties and especially kind of in this general area where the three counties come together there is so much history here uh, apart from what's here now currently right. and the things that people come to see you know we we have the amish culture here so of course we have that history but but the indian history in ohio is pretty incredible to study and to look at. And um, I mentioned Shunbrun, that's, that's in Tuscarawas. Right. So that you, there's just so many things that are connected and close by that it's a lot of fun to partner with some of the other tourism bureaus and some of the, some, some of this, some of the other areas, because it's just a good fit. I mean, and obviously we kind of come from the same DNA and the yes. same background. <laughs> so it makes sense that there's a lot in common with one another. I'm curious, Hannah, since you grew up in this area or general yes. area, do you remember as a school uh, kid coming to some of these places and seeing the uh, field trips and that kind of thing? Yes, I actually remember coming to Roscoe. I believe we were in third grade. And mind you, I went to Claymont, so we're not too far away. Um, but we, we rode on a canal boat, we took the tour, and um, really got to experience everything. My mom's a fourth grade teacher, and um, she focuses a lot on social studies, so she, she does touch a little bit of this as well. But I do, I do remember, and those are some really fond memories um, that I have of, of the area. So I think yeah. that's one of the things about this area where people have come as a child, maybe they came in with their parents or their grandparents, and then, you know, they remember it. So they come back and they bring their kids or Mm -hmm. their, their grandkids. And I, I love that, that kind of ongoing generational memories that are made by, because some of the things don't change at all and some change a little bit, but you know, to go back and say, I remember being here as a kid and I saw the doctor's house and I went in and I, or I made that basket or that craft. And then um, now you have a little boy. Has he I been? Do. Now my little boy, um, hasn't been yet. He was, I started at Roscoe probably right in the middle of the height of the pandemic. Oh, yes. So yes. unfortunately, um, you know, I'll be honest, I've been really cautious. 
Absolutely. About everything. And um, just, you know, I do intend, fully intend to have him there this yeah. summer. Um, but we, we were just kind of seeing how things played out last year, but I he, will, understand. he will be there for sure. I understand. It'll <laughs> probably be fun for you yes. to see him kind of react to some of the same things you saw as a kid then. Absolutely. And, um, even now we, with things like our homeschool days coming up, um, we'll, kind of test drive things on on my son because a lot of the kids that are going to be attending are kids his age Mm -hmm. so if there's a craft we're curious about I'll say okay you know Bennett come here let's I'll take this home and let's try this yeah um so it's it's a lot of fun like (laughs) check it out before you offer it to other people absolutely how fun to have him involved in that as well (laughs) You know, Hannah, is there anything else that you want to mention about Roscoe Village? Have we sure. forgotten anything? I feel like I, yeah. I'm trying to mentally go through the village and think about <laughs> anything that else that might be there. And there's so much to do. Um, one of the other incredible things, aside from the shops and restaurants and the deli, is the Johnson Hallmark House Museum. It is a nationally accredited museum. We are so fortunate to have it on the opposite end of the street from the visitors center. Um, but they're there with Native American history. Um, They have an exhibit that's called Beyond Borders. They do have an exhibit that changes out um, ever so often, but if you get a chance to go there, I I highly recommend it. Um, Right now, they're only open on the weekends, 12 to 4 on Saturdays and Sundays, um, and then by appointment throughout the week. So they're fantastic. And then around the corner from us is Clary Gardens, another gorgeous place to visit. I know they're doing some tours this summer as well um, and are just another historic part of Coshocton and Mm. Coshocton's history. And then us as Roscoe Village with the Living History Tours, we're open, just so you all know, seven days a week. We offer our tours daily and they are self-guided, so they're offered from 10 to 4 um, at your leisure. And the rest of the shops and restaurants, most of the shops open around 10 o'clock. And um, the warehouse, Stakenstein, tends to open mm. around 11 o'clock. So some great restaurants, yeah. some really a lot to do in the village. And uh, whether you like to shop or you're outdoor kind of person mm-hmm. and you want to go down to Lake Park and sit by the lake yes. and feed the ducks, or <laughs> uh, lots to do there. So. Roscoe Village. Hey, thanks so much for coming on my podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Missy. (laughs) And now it's time for Did You Know? Did you know that Roscoe Village was originally named Caldersburg? It was named after a struggling tradesman, James Calder, who began a trading post near the river. The story goes that Noah Swain, a land developer who eventually became the U.S. District Attorney for the state of Ohio, was a Quaker and abolitionist who persuaded the state legislature to change the name to Roscoe Village after abolitionist poet William Roscoe. It is believed that Roscoe Village was a stop on the Underground Railroad, with Dr. Morrow Johnson's home and doctor's office offering respite and rescuing the injured, sick, and young children. The Monticello was the first canal boat to arrive at Roscoe in 1830 at Port Caldersburg, The horse-drawn canal boats shipped corn, whiskey, wheat, coal, and lumber. And the first railroad arrived in the county in 1852, and that caused the decline of the canal industry. But it was the great flood of 1913 that wiped out the canal and caused the decline of the village. 
It wasn't until the 1960s that restoration began on the old canal town by Edward and Francis Montgomery, who lived in a nearby neighborhood on a hill overlooking the declining canal town. Today, it attracts thousands of visitors a year. And now you know. Thank you.